0: Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine. It has the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice. And it also has strategies and tips from the experts without the fluff. Your host is Caroline Belinska. She's a Shopify education partner with the Shopify approved course 1000 sales and beyond. And she's the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. She has over 15 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce. In the podcast, she'll share her knowledge and interview the experts to help you in your journey to success. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Caroline Balinska. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I
1: have got a fantastic guest with me who I cannot stop saying great things about both him and his company. So I want to get into introducing him. You would have heard the company's name around a little bit on this podcast. So we have Philippe Roero.
2: Roero, yeah, that's uh, that's close enough.
1: Oh, fantastic. And everyone gets my name wrong as well, so that's fine. I know what it's like. So Philippe is actually from Gorgeous.com and Gorgeous is a fantastic customer service app that we actually use in our own business. Even though we are not an e-commerce store, we actually use it in our own business because it's absolutely fantastic. If you've been listening to a lot of what I say, there's a few things that we really need to have in e-commerce businesses, and that is a good customer service system. We also need to have great images, great descriptions, but customer service without it, I really feel like it can let down your whole business. So Philippe's going to be here talking to us a little bit more about what customer service is all about, the importance of it, and a few little things that you might not have thought about, which is really interesting from the side that Philippe's coming from, because he's been doing this for a long time. Philippe is actually the head of the partnerships and business development at Gorgeous, but he has actually been the co-founder of a very big e-commerce store that actually generated over $20 million in the first 24 months of business. So I think Philippe's a person that definitely knows a lot about e-commerce. He's also worked at Google. He's worked at Microsoft. He has headed up sales and marketing in both of those companies and he's passionate about e-commerce and you'll learn a lot more about that as we get chatting to him and you will see just how much he really is here to help. And the great thing about their team over at Gorgeous is that they really are there to help you build a fantastic store yourself. So Gorgeous is actually working with a lot of really big companies, one of them being Rothy's, which is a brand of shoes that I love myself. He also works with Steve Madden and uh, there's a whole lot of other stores there as well that he works with. There's over 2,000 stores that they already help. So let's learn more about Philippe. Philippe, hi, how are you? Great to have you here.
2: Thank you so much, Caroline, for taking the time today. Much appreciated and the the very warm intro.
1: Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. You and I do talk occasionally. Philippe, you're also helping us out on our course on 1000 Sales and Beyond. You've actually provided some of the course content for us because of the customer service app being so fantastic and it's one that I recommend. So you guys have helped us out with that. Your team, Lucas, is fantastic. I speak to him on a regular basis as well. So we've had a lot of conversations, but to have you here on the podcast is fantastic. So... How about you tell us more about Gorgeous? Tell us more about yourself, and let everyone know about what you're up to.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, so somebody asked me recently, like, when was the first time I heard about what a click was? And you briefly referred to it uh, on uh, on the intro there. But uh, I started about ten years ago at Google, like in the bin, reviewing manually the ads, you know, for the things that were a little bit edgy. So uh, I that's when I started to uh, get uh, acquainted with uh, online marketing and. And uh, SaaS and, and e-commerce uh, as a whole. So there was like the shaman making those shady ads and casting spell on me because I was canceling their accounts. But yeah, so that's when I first started. So fast forward to today, I'm uh, with Gorgeous, as you mentioned, and we're a help desk for e-commerce. We power over 2,000 stores. Obviously, the the big shoe brands that you mentioned, but also the solopreneurs that are on Shopify, you know, launching their uh, their store and they need a way to aggregate all their Channel and make it really easy. So that's also like a big segment that is important for us. It's like really the entrepreneur are starting are starting to get a little bit of traction on their business and just want to make their operations uh, more seamless and gorgeous. Yeah, it started as a small Chrome extension to type your email in Gmail a little bit faster. And now it evolved into a full-blown help desk using AI, you know, Shopify data points and workflows and so on for a Shopify store owner predominantly.
1: Fantastic. And I have to start off by saying, and I mentioned this before as well, when we first started speaking, I already knew about Gorgeous and you had actually said to me to use it on my own platform first. And I was sort of like, oh, but when on an e-commerce store?" and you guys were like, no, it's fantastic. It's going to work for you. I am just, I love it. My team love it. What how my team use it i'm so happy i love the macros which i want you to explain because i think that's so powerful my team were actually before we started using gorgeous we were actually logging into our inbox for our email, checking all the email, then logging into Facebook chat to check that. And I was using many chat as well. So we had these three different places and to actually combine all of that has just been so powerful. And there's like one company that we actually use for our payment system is how we actually take our payments because we're not an e-commerce store that we can't integrate in at the moment. So we're finding a way to do that because that's the one thing that I'm like, I've got it all sorted out so well now. And I love the process that it's like, I need to fix that one partner now and having that one bit not working to me is sort of like now more painful than ever before because now I can see hang on it can actually be I need
2: it <laughs> yeah.
1: it can actually be fantastic so it can be fantastic. So my team love it. The girls love it. The fact that we can chat to each other in there as well. And we can, I have girls working for me at different times of the day and they can leave messages for each other. So they can be talking to one client and then something's gone wrong and they can leave a little notification. I can get notifications as well as the owner who I'm not usually in there, but I can get separate notifications. The girls can tag me onto a notification if I need to know more about it, or I just have to, I don't have to know anything about it. So to me, it's just amazing. And that's why when I first looked into it, after speaking to you guys, I was like, I'm the person that I only like to promote things on my show that I actually really believe in. And Gorgeous is definitely one of those things. And I think if you're starting out in e-commerce, you need to be using something for your customer service. And I want you to tell us more about it. But I can tell people from my point of view that it's, to me, the best thing when it comes to customer service. And I know it's even better for e-commerce because some of the features in there, I'm like, oh, if we were an e-commerce store, I'd be using these extra features. So, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic for us as well.
2: Well, that's a huge endorsement. Thank you so much. And we're happy that like we made your processes uh, much simpler than having to log in your Gmail, having to log in your Facebook account, and so on to manage all those conversations. Obviously, that's Usually, like for smaller businesses, that would be like the first reason why people are looking at the help desk. So, like, uh, gorgeous—it's like really being able to have all of their conversations in one place and not having to log in separate platforms, and then having all those conversations per client like match together. So you don't like so your Facebook comments or your messenger and your email from the same client. You know, it's just part of the same customer profile and the same thread. So, like, not having being able to map these conversation to one person, and not having to log in many platforms for smaller e-commerce stores that are really like getting their feet wet and starting scale. That's like the core feature that they're coming uh, with. And you also talked about, uh, briefly about uh, the macros and. You know, that's so you can use macros. That's obviously a little bit of a basic feature, but when you're on uh, for for somebody that's not on Shopify, but when you're on Shopify, it's really powerful because you can embed in those canned responses all of the Shopify data related to your clients. So instead of copy pasting, going back and forth with your platform, like in one click, everything is there and it's ready to fire to your clients. And something that usually would take one minute to do on Gmail literally takes you five seconds and gorgeous. If you multiply that times the number of tickets you have in one day, well, it uh, it can make a big difference on your P&L in uh, the time that you pay for your employees at the end of the year.
1: No, and I was going to say that. I was going to say, I have to thank you because the amount of money that we've saved, as we've expanded, I haven't had to pay the girls anymore for the times that they were spending on those emails and customer service stuff because it actually brought down their time so much. And then as we were growing at that stage, it was actually perfect. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent believer. And I think if you're an e-commerce store, you're crazy not to have these things set up. And it does take not a lot of time, but like if you can start setting things up and because some of the things that we've been setting up, we've been setting up as we go, where we go, okay, well, we need this message because it's automated emails, automated messages. And you can start them from the very beginning, it's actually really easy work because you just set up a few at the time. And then a few weeks later, you can do a few more. If you get to the point where you start to get a lot of sales, like this is what everyone wants. Everyone wants a thousand sales a day. And it's like, if you're waiting until you get those thousand sales, until you set something up, you're crazy because you've already lost all of those customers who you've given them terrible customer service to. So it's that snowball effect if you don't start off properly in the beginning then you just end up losing all those people so yeah i'm a huge believer in customer service
2: yeah and customer service is is one of the key components of the customer experience of the post purchase customer experience like w- along with shipping times and the quality of the product so like you, you kind of need to have those Three items figured out in order to be able to scale to a thousand cells a week, a thousand cells a day, even. Like, if your clients are not going to be happy about like, the shipping time or the quality of the product, you know, is not like is not meeting their expectations, you, you're not going to get there because, like, your cost of acquiring new customer all the time is going to be too high for the, the, the value that they bring over time. And customer service is just one of those things because even if your shipping time and quality of the product is mostly okay then what happens when hiccups happen and hiccups happen all the time so uh, and then you want to be on top of the ball there as well to make sure that you're providing a great like post-purchase experience maybe most of your clients have a good experience but the negative experiences that are created for any reason you want to contain them to discussions within your team and make sure that you do the right thing and then avoid you know spreading it like on your social media and uh, and so on so the the faster you are able to react to those situations, but that's just one part, and that's like really like the post-purchase customer service. But there's also like something that we really like to talk about is the customer support ahead of making the first purchase. Uh, and as a like kind of the like conversational commerce topic that uh, shopify is I love
1: that term yeah
2: yeah that's a... about
1: conversational commerce I think that that's really interesting so yeah please tell us more about that
2: yeah so conversational commerce how we see it is really about helping merchants uh, drive more sales through one-on-one interaction so you want to favorize and help your clients reach out and engage with you before they purchase because we we have the data that shows that up to 28% 30% of people that contact you before purchasing if you reply fast will purchase. So that's 30% conversion rate on a conversation pre-purchase. That's extremely high if you compare that to your average conversion rate on your website which is probably around like 3% and if you're really good it can go up to 5, right? So then creating those engagement opportunities ahead of the purchase either through live chat campaigns or through replying on social media comments on your ads for everybody that shows like a, a purchase intent or a positive reaction to your product all of these are great ways to create that engagement and transform those visitors and those people that engage with you into actual buyers so we're we're in the business of like making sure that you create engagements before purchasing and help you transform these engagements into actual sales. And that's uh, that's really game changing because if you think about it, it's like when you're literally walking in a retail store and let's say you're a retail store owner and you're selling like nice clothing, uh, like everything from shoes to to tops, and you're the best employee in your store. How do you welcome somebody that just walks in your store? With a human voice, right? Not just like a special offer or something. Like you wanna give them a warm welcome, not too salty, just like let them know that you're there to help if they need anything from you. And then let's say that person keeps on walking toward the a collection like of shoes. And then you might want to like We'll reach out to them proactively like hey i see you're looking at the shoes no let me know if you ha- i'm like i'm your uh, fashion consultant usually for this model woman go half a size up let me know if you have any question right so those type of like really warm messages that would create in a retail store can be replicated on your website and drive engagement up and really add that uh, uh, that experience and in today's world like we're seeing like i think with what's going on we're filming this while the coronavirus outbreak is happening it's like People are <laughs> go. That's just over time. Uh, the medium term effect is like it's just going to fuel e-commerce more. But people are still craving those type of interactions and those type of genuine human, like genuine kind of human contact when they're buying online. So creating those like will give you a competitive advantage on your website. And that you talked a lot about many chat. So many chat mm-hmm. is a great way to create those type of interactions you know, chat campaigns on a chat widget on your site's great way, you know, being more present on your Facebook comments, on your Facebook ads, even if you're scaling to thousands of dollars in ad spend a day is a great way to create those interactions as well.
1: So fantastic. So if someone's looking at your website and you just mentioned that that about going up a size, for example. So I have a lot of people that come to us and just ask Parker and they say things like, oh, I have a product, but no one understands exactly what I'm selling because it's not just a pair of shoes. It might be something a little bit more technical or they've re- made something that's a little bit different. So you're saying that you could actually use Gorgeous to sort of highlight those special features that people might have missed on the website normally.
2: Well, so there is a couple of, Things, a couple of angles you might want to go about it is it, first is your product like what's the number one reason people are not purchasing your product is it because it's too complicated if you can boil it down to one thing what is it so in case of shoes it's often sizing issues, like sizing concerns. Like, I'm not sure that this is going to fit me. So like...
1: I had a shoe label. So yeah, I know that.
2: So I'd rather not like buy online because like I have this doubt. So if you're creating a, a chat campaign that's like, hey, usually women go half a size up, you know, then you're like removing a big part of that fear because you're like basing the potential purchase decision on other people's experience. Like usually, women go half a size up. It's like I, a lot of people purchase a product, they do that, and they're satisfied. So, great, like if using chat campaigns to create an objection, but to uh, to push an objection busting statement can be a really powerful thing. So, but you need to distill it down. like what's the main reason people are not purchasing so uh, to be able to be effective on that but also like highlighting reviews like oh this person loved it because of that like our clients love that it's made from organic cotton, right so it's like you're reinforcing two things again it's like the the social validation aspect along with a key feature that is a reason why usually people would buy from you. so that's kind of like the the other way and then like, if you know that they have questions about the technical aspects of a product, let's say you're selling like, a smartwatch and it's a little bit more technical or, or, or an electronic product in general. And you can tell them to because you have all of the stats in the back end and you want to engage with them. So like, hey, well, like, if you have any uh, questions about the specs, you know, the exact specs, reach out to me. I'm your technical consultant. You know, so uh, and then they just like start chatting and then you can like engage and give them a little bit more details if they're confused about your product. But I mean, it's not a good thing when people are confused about your product. You want to make sure your landing page as well like uh, provides like the value prop and <laughs> the, the right thing. Like, but yeah, that's chat is a great way to remove those fears and or at least make it, um, make your client know that you're there for them if they have any concerns. And that's really important for them to to know that they're not going to be left alone if something happens, right?
1: Yeah. And I, that's definitely true because that's what a lot of people, they say, oh, if I buy, what will happen afterwards if it doesn't arrive or if I don't like it? How is that actually going to work with this company? And that's another thing that I see all the time from people that they say, I'm not making sales. And I go, because you don't have a returns policy on your website or your returns policy sucks or your return shipping is terrible. As soon as you have those things that, or the fact that they don't show it, I don't want to show it if they want to know they should ask me no you should actually have it there so removing those fears i think is important very important part
2: and making it digestible as well like yeah. you don't want it to be like a 15 line uh, paragraph on like how your return policy works it's like oh it's like yeah free return like uh, you can return in the first 15 30 days whatever it is and then beyond that like you're on your own it's fine if that's your policy but just like make it easily digestible and even maybe just a little icon with like four words under, they will like tell more than any uh, day returns. Uh, yeah, exactly that they, they all they want to <laughs> know about returns, right? So uh, yeah, and if you're if you're doing clothing and like offering returns, this is definitely a, a big big thing. Uh, you, you, I find my, my wife at least uh, as a woman shopper, she buys two things of each, and I'm telling her don't do that. It's terrible for the store. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're you're gonna make them bankrupt. But uh, she buys two things of each, and she returns one all the time. But she wants to know that the people she's buying from, you know, they will uh, uh, they, they will take care of her in that sense that they will refund whatever she's returning, or at least give her store credit if she's returning it outside of like the short time period.
1: No, I'm the same. The first thing I do when I land on a website before I do anything else, I check the returns policy because I've been caught up before. Where I'm like, oh, I didn't check that, so now I don't even bother looking at anything, and I go if I don't like the returns policy, I leave, and it's like I can go somewhere else. I don't need to worry. But I was going to say as well, based on what you were just talking about before, adding all of these sort of features, the conversational part. One question I get a lot from people is, uh, well, question fear that people have. So I'll say to them, you have to have some sort of chat feature on your website and people don't want to do it because they always say to me, the same sort of thing is, I don't have time to be on the call on the uh, laptop all the time. I don't want to have to get up in the middle of the night to answer questions. I don't have, you know, I work full time and I don't want to be doing that. So can you just explain that a little bit more for people who are now thinking, Uh, that sounds like it's too hard work. So how does your system work and what do you recommend? What are the best practices around that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things here that you can do as a business in order to stay to, even if you're small in a one-man shop or like two-man operations and uh, to stay on top of those conversations. So first... You can set business hours. So let's say you're just like nine to five. That's fine. Then, like your chat, like you'll have a you can have a chat pop up, and it will only work within the business hours. Outside of business hours, people are invited to leave their email address and their question, and there's like an automated message of like, "Hey, thank you, we received that. We're gonna get back to you tomorrow morning when we're uh, when we're back at work." That's one thing to avoid the waking up in the middle of the night thing and so on. Second, your chat app should have a mobile app. So, like, you can answer sometime, like, on your mobile phone to those chat chat conversations with, uh, with your client. So, if you if you just want to test it out and you're really on your own and you do, you probably don't have that much traffic anyway. If you're like at that size, then you can just like, yeah, have it on a mobile app. You'll handle like three four chats a a day from there, but you'll learn. With every chat, you know what are the concerns of your clients? Why are they not purchasing right now? And if you're quick to reply, if you're to those inquiries, like you'll transform a lot of those clients, uh, a lot of those visitors into clients. They'll love to, they'll love to understand that like the owner is there and on his phone, and it's him to uh, that's him or her that is replying to those messages directly on his mobile. So uh, that's that's another thing, and then. If you're scaling a little bit, like you might want to, uh, like, and you start to understand what are the patterns of questions that are happening, most chat uh, widget will allow you to set up quick replies. So those are automated uh, answers, like little options for uh, that you click on, and it will provide the client with an automated replies. For example, if the return policy is something people are asking a lot before purchasing or after purchasing, then you can create those automated. Uh, little uh, replies to the client, so it's clicking the button. Return policy, and then they'll get a, uh, a custom. Me- at least when it's in gorgeous, they can get a custom message based on their client profile. If they already purchased and they're asking about the return policy, you can tell them, "Hey, I see you purchased this order X on that day. You know you're still within our return guidelines. Like, here's how to process a return if ever that's what you want. If that's what you want to do." so you're removing that first interaction and you're creating it like a little bit more self-service and then if they have not purchased yet you can be like hey yeah, welcome to our store here's our return policy you know let me know if you need help so you can like have that first layer of automated answer based on uh, shopify data points for the client and machine learning so we can know everybody asking you about return policy we know uh, that they're talking about that you don't need to build like extensive keywords lists or stuff like that and then you can set up automated answers for those clients so that you don't have so many first redundant messages to handle so i would say like that automated answers based on machine learning they're pretty easy to set up might take like a, a solid 30 minute one hour of work to set up, but it moves so much of those first touches And then along with business hours so that you're not like they cannot contact you directly when you're not working. And instead it leaves an email Uh, that those two things together should, you know, let anybody be uh, in control of the volume of chat that they're getting.
1: And I think it just looks more professional from the aspect of the way because I know the way Gorgeous works, and we have that set up as well with business hours, is that if I go and I do a lot of online shopping. So if I go to a website and I see, I'll leave your email here and it says, you know, because we're outside of business hours, it gives me as the customer the choice to say, do I want to leave my email or do I want to come back tomorrow knowing that they're going to be open at 9am and I can come back tomorrow if I want to, or I can just leave a message now. So then I have that control. But I also have that knowledge. And I think that that is a thing that actually turns a lot of people off. Is it when they just don't know? I had a situation, I bought a um, giant beanbag for my partner and I had been trying to get hold of them and I couldn't get hold of them. And there was no information of when they were actually, they made out as if they were this huge company. And there was no way of knowing when they were actually available. And for three days, I was trying to contact them via email, via their chat. And there was no information, and that to me as a customer, because they'd actually they'd only sent me half of the package and not the outside bit. So for me, I'm like, hang on, I've just spent a lot of money on this beanbag. It was like seven hundred euros, so it was very expensive. (laughs) Yeah,
2: not your average beanbag.
1: No, it wasn't. It's like a it's like a a giant, giant one. And um, so the the beanbag half turned up, so I'm freaking out, going, I've just spent seven hundred euros on this beanbag, half of it's not here and no one's getting back to me. So of course, I'm so super frustrated. I end up getting so angry with them because they took three days to get back to me. Instead of just saying, hey, we're not available until Monday morning, it would have just been a better experience for me because it was Friday afternoon by that stage. And then I would have just said, okay, well I have to wait till Monday to get hold of them. But because they're not answering, there was some reason they weren't working on that Friday and they had some lame excuse like it was someone's birthday in the office. Or just, you can turn around and just turn off, like you can just say out of business hours today or, or close. And that to me makes such a big difference to a business from the customer service aspect. Then, you know, just pretending like, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. And everyone will get over it and it's like it doesn't work like that when it comes to your customers they
2: want to know what's going on yeah let's face it most Shopify businesses are like small businesses It's the kind of the revival of Main Street and uh, empowering entrepreneurs and SMBs and stuff like that (laughs) and and I think that consumers are mostly aware of that uh, of that fact and they're understanding that if you're communicating clearly and setting up expectations that you're a small business and they're they you know they want to support you but you you need to to set up really clear rules of engagement, if you want, and expectations for those customers. So yeah, if you're upfront and you're making it transparent about like your communication strategies and bandwidth, then I mean, they, they won't hold it against you. But if you're selling high-ticket items and you're not available for four days and there's no indications that you're outside of those business hours or not working on the weekend and so on, then yeah, it might create some, uh, some frustration on the client side.
1: But I can tell you, having our company, Just Ask Parker, and having... With our marketing team, a lot of our clients give us access to their Facebook chat or to their Facebook business page, so we can see their chats and they come through in our notifications. And the amount of people that complain for small ticket prices as well. So while I'm talking about a large ticket price, and people think, "Well, mine's not a large ticket price, so it doesn't matter," it actually does. It it really doesn't matter about price because I've seen some of these chats that come through. That's like it's for a five dollar item, and people are furious over it because at the end of the day, it's their money. It's their credit card. It's something that they expected. So while we can turn around and say, well, you know, get over it at the end of the day, if you're providing a product for someone, it's your job to do the best job you can possible to provide them with the best experience possible.
2: 100%. Yeah. The the, a dollar is a dollar it's hard earned money like you need to respect that if you're taking it away from your clients you need to respect that fact and deliver them with what they're expecting that they will get in terms of product but of on the service side as well
1: and tell me because i i know my opinion on this and i've already think i've already said it but i want to hear your opinion when do you think that a store should actually use a customer service chat feature? Is there a certain time in their business or um, should they use it from the beginning? When when do you recommend? And especially what you see, like what do you see happening in
2: businesses? Well, so right now, what we see is that the super high performers, the one that are uh, relevant in uh, the e-commerce space, most of them have online chat right now. And they're really optimizing the flows, like setting up automation, you know, working hours. And the better they are, the more revenue they drive Like as a company, and the more successful they are as a company, the less time it takes for that first time reply to a ticket. The ticket comes in, if you have a really successful company on one side that is very good on the direct consumer game, then you'll often find that they reply in less than four or five minutes. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have like very... volatile drop shippers that you know might find winners and stuff like that and manage to scale uh, their business uh, really fast but the longevity aspect of the business is really questionable because over time question- their question their customers are just not coming back and if you want to stay relevant on your brand like you need to have that returning customer that provide you for lower customer acquisition and uh, these guys like they, they reply in 24 hours if even they reply so yeah it's two spectrum right so, uh, and but the most successful direct consumer brands right now, you know, they're enabling chat on their websites. Then you have other business models that are might be less suitable for that. And also it depends on your target demographic, right? You'll have some B2B old school business that might want more like a phone number to call. So and manning the phone is even more complicated, but these guys are used maybe to pass their order on the phone and like talk to their account manager. So that's that's a different business model, but we feel like that chat is like it's more scalable than phone. It's cheaper to handle a ticket. You can have more automation on it, so it's better for direct consumer brands that are scaling hard on the yeah. That's that's really the the one thing that we see, and also something we didn't talk about a lot is like the the people that are doing a great job and that are staying relevant and really building a community and and creating also this like, authentic content. I think authentic content is uh, something that's really spoken a lot about right now for building your brands. Like You want like those uh, user-generated uh, review piece or reuse that into ads and so on. But it's like, what happened on your ads? What happens like, on your posts, on Instagram, on Facebook? Like, are you there as a brand? Like Are you monitoring and are you answering those like, systematically and quickly? Or are you letting like people run wild on, on your thing? And if you're like if your product and your shipping and everything is perfect, great people are gonna be raving about your brand, then go in there and engage with them and show that you're there and you talk your language. And likewise, you know, if there are hiccups in your business, you wanna also be monitoring what's going on in your social media. Facebook and Instagram in order to uh, show that you're real and that if there are issues that you're addressing them and that you're not like hiding some way behind the the keyboard. So it's like, yeah, you need to be there. (laughs) It's uh, really important.
1: So explain that a little bit more because let's talk about making sales from your chat and how that works through like having an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad and how that will actually work from the actual merchants end.
2: Yeah, so we did a couple of tests, and basically what we did on on Facebook, if you look at your uh, the people commenting, you brand. You're looking at the people commenting on your products today. I'm sure you see a lot of people. you will saying, "I love this," "I need this," tagging their friend, and they're just like, "We should get it," uh, and really having those positive purchase intents, you know, on your ads. So we we did a, a test with a, a couple of brands where basically we. Uh, we created a four-digit discount, so let's say FB10 for 10 percent. and we're replying to every positive comments with a different series of canned responses. So there were like maybe four model of canned responses for those positive reply. And everybody that has a comment, that had a positive reply on the ads. We were sending them uh, a reason to go visit the website. Like, hey, thank you so much for like loving our brand. We love you too. Use uh, FB10 for any of your future purchase and, uh, uh, and let me know if you need help with anything. Like c- commenting this on Facebook. And this is automated. Uh, it's half automated. What the automated part is that we can use machine learning to know everybody that's saying uh, a positive thing on your ads. So then there's a view just for everything that's positive. And then you can mass reply to all of these comments like just shuffling through canned responses. So you're just like, I select 10 tickets, I replied this response to 10. And I select the next 10, reply replied this. Because on Facebook, you We could automate, but we don't want to because Facebook doesn't really like that. And they know if we're made. And
1: it'll get turned off again a week
2: later. Yeah, your page will get turned off. So that's the way to do it. you use machine learning, you segregate your positive comments, and then you have a view and you bulk reply. Different uh, answers to uh, all of these. But that little discount code, FB10, generated extra sales of about 5% of the ad spend. And that was that's the lowest amount discount that this uh, brand can use. And it's only used on Facebook comments to reply to people showing positive interaction. And what happens when you're replying is you're it's creating a nested comment under the, the main comment, right? So that person or any other person that is in that little thread, they will get a notification in uh, their Facebook. And then they're coming back to your ad and they see that message that you created for them, which is like, hey, I love you too. Facebook ten, FB ten. Click on the link on the top, and uh, let me know if you need help with anything, Some, something like that. So that generated real sales for those merchants, and not everybody are like seeing it. It's not like it's public, but like people like really need to start clicking in order to get to those messages. It's not something that's like completely visible to everybody out of the box. And to be honest, like we're giving ten percent off to everybody that subscribed to your email list, right? Like a lot of people have, like that pop-up is like, "Yeah, subscribe to our email list, you'll get a discount and so on." At least ten percent. Like, isn't it the same amount of effort to comment on an ad and show love than it is to like put your email on a on the widget on your website? Like, from our perspective, we're like reward it in the same way. If people are engaging with your brand; or giving you love. Like, try to reward it and uh, see what happens. And and we found that to be really. Uh, Really, a powerful uh, growth tools for making Facebook ads a little bit more for uh, for some of the brands we're working with, and it's the same thing for Instagram. So, just exactly the same mechanic. So uh, yeah, you reply. It's nested. They get an notification, They're coming back. They're incentivized to visit the website. Uh, it, it's true marketing. You can't like, you can't go wrong with that.
1: And it's also bringing down the ad cost as well because Instagram and Facebook charges you on ads based on interaction. So the more people that like your ad and engage with it, the cheaper your ads become.
2: Oh yeah, exactly yeah your cpm decreases uh, the more engagement there is on it and then it reaches more people they they see that relevant so the more they're coming back the more they're commenting on it like you you gotta nurture this and uh and the best way to nurture it is to actually be there as part of the conversation
1: i love it fantastic and that's all with gorgeous you can set that all up in the back end i i love the way the platform i can't say good enough things about it and I I absolutely love it. And like my team love it, which make it even better for me because I can use it. But the fact that my team find it easy to use and we just put on a new team member about two months ago. And the fact that it was really easy to just say to her, hey, pick it up and go with it. And for her to work into our system so easily and efficiently really does make a big difference because your system's set up so simply that it's easy to work with, which I think is so important as well. On top of the fact that it's great at the front end, it's fantastic at the back end into. So I can't say good enough about it.
2: i happy that your employee uh, ramps up quickly. That's uh, that's definitely a big value there. Not spending time, months uh, being trained.
1: Yeah, exactly. I also want to ask you about, well, let's just quickly touch on brand and tone, like the the tone of your brand and what that means. So how, how do we integrate in who we want to be as a brand and make sure that that comes across properly to people because you said it in the beginning you know it's about that live voice and not being a robot and while this is a robot we want to make it sound more natural
2: yeah exactly so uh, that's something that we started also to uh, to analyze a little bit more. It's like, what are the different ways that people talk online? And we're we're helping merchants define who they are and what is their brand tone and voice. So what is the brand tone and voice? It's really like how you're talking to your clients, how are your your prospect, and which way you're expressing uh, this, the type of wording that you're going to use, if you're formal, informal, like, key or, or, or fun or more serious. Uh, so a lot of people, when they start their brand, they create this uh, document called a brand guideline. right? So it will have like the pentone colors, their logo, the typography that they're going to use. That's all great. That's all about how you're communicating your brand to out, uh, the outside world. We're starting to think that also brands should include in that brand guideline document a brand voice and tone statement, which basically dictates how you as a brand, uh, that, but everybody Else that will join your organization as well, and all the vendors that you're going to work with, you know, they're going to uh, voice your brand. And it's like, oh, maybe for example, Shopify. You can go on Shopify website and just Google Shopify voice and tone. You just Google that, and you'll see their own voice and tone statement directly visible on their website. And you'll notice that it's a lot about like taking ownership of the product and they're uh, give, uh, giving the ability uh, to their employees to talk in a way that's relevant to the situation that the merchants or the interlocutor that they're talking with is facing at this moment. And it's also about like being precise, but not blunt on like technical issues and things like that. So it really gives you insights on how to talk to clients. And it can be like, oh, you use a lot of punctuation. We're fun. We're young. We want to use emojis. You know, These are the main emojis that we think uh, characterize like when we're happy, when we're sad, whatever it is, depending on who you are, which type of product you're selling. So it's interesting to have that right of the start you know, into who you are as a brand. Then it makes, for example, onboarding employees much simpler than if you're the defining uh, a set of uh, canned responses or macros then you'll have a guideline on how to write them and like which words to use and stuff like that. And then if you're interacting on your social media, well, great, like that's more or less the the way that we should be communicating uh, on our social media so that if you have, eventually your business grows, you have one, two, three employees managing that section. Well, then, you know, they they have a consistent way to talk to, uh, that is the brand's way. It's not necessarily like, if you're the owner and you're doing it, then your way is the brand's way. But if your organization grows, you want to have that, those guidelines. Consistency. Yeah, consistency across the messaging. And uh, we find that it's really useful for people to do like, early on in the process so that everywhere where they start communicating and have interactions with their clients, it's, uh, it's done in a consistent way that's like, reflecting the brand value and uh, who they are and who their customers are.
1: And you can definitely do that inside Gorgeous with the way that you've got the macros. So the automated messages, I've got that all set up for my team. So I say to my team, if any messages come through from clients that you're seeing the same sort of messages coming through on a regular basis, tell me, I will write up the email that I want there to be sent. And then there's spaces there that they can change things around or add extra words that they need to add manually. But there's generally the same consistency. So we've got the same sort of thing going on no matter who does it. If it's me, if it's one of the other team members, and we know that we're going to be contacting our clients in the same way every time. And some of my clients in Just Ask Parker, like one of our stores that we've got, they've actually got a device that is for if you're a runner, things like that, but also the, the same device, the same product is used for people that have got medical issues. And so you've got to be very careful in that case, because are you talking to the person who's there to buy it because they go jogging or are they there because they're buying it because they've got one of those carry on blood machines or something? It's a topic that you, you don't want to be fun. <laughs> like it's not it's not something fun. So you have to have some sort of consistency. And you're not sure which person you're talking to in that situation. So you want to make sure that that person that you're talking to, you come across in a decent way from the very beginning. So I think having that consistency in the brand voice is very important.
2: About this uh, blood pumping machine. Yeah, 100%. So so and it's good to have those like more or less well-defined from the get-go um, to make sure that... because. Yeah, as you said, to have a consistent experience and that your employees are uh, aware of how they should be talking to your clients.
1: Philippe, you have been absolutely amazing. Tell us how people can try Gorgeous because I want everyone to try it. So tell everyone how they can actually try it out for themselves and get to know how great you guys are.
2: Well, so you can just visit gorgeous.com And you can mention uh, on the live chat, just mention the podcast winning with Shopify or just the company, Just Ask Parker. And uh, our team uh, will give you uh, a special second month free and take extra care of you. So, uh, yeah, just uh, mention that on the live chat and you can create a free uh, trial directly on gorgeous.com.
1: Fantastic. And it's spelled G-O-R-G-I-A-S.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and we can leave a link uh, along with the, the podcast uh, for uh, for you guys to follow through.
1: Fantastic! That'll be in the show notes, and over at one thousand sales and beyond, at the free course access that I've got there as well. You've got your course section in there as well, all about how to use gorgeous better, but not just about gorgeous, but just about customer service in general. So you've got a great video there to help everyone, so they can also access that at one thousand sales and beyond. But Philippe, you have been absolutely amazing. You're going to come back when you get more features because I know you guys are changing and adding. Things things all the time. So I know there'll be another time that you'll be back with some new features at some stage. So we'll look forward to hearing from you again very soon. So thank you for your time. Thank you for spending some time with us today.
2: Thank you, Caroline and everybody that uh, listened on today.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Sign up for free for the Shopify approved marketing course at 1000salesandbeyond.com and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast.